0: Da da da, it's me, the Alex K R O G.
1: Sack go. Ain't that some it was better than I thought, Alex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn hats right. off.
1: Hats off to the social media team who uh, spliced that beauty together. Um Yeah, they earn every cent we pay them. I do want you to know, speaking of getting paid. Um, I actually had a listener reach out to me after uh, listening to last week's episode, and if you guys did not make it all the way through, that little gem was uh, probably the last 15 seconds of last week's episode. I had to put it onto
0: the front end of this one because... I think we're I was so wondering why it, it took the, ep- the episode like five hours to actually post. I'm assuming you just spent five hours trying to <laughs> uh, <laughs> melodize my voice. Find an appropriate Snoop Dogg is. clip is more, more <laughs> of what the problem was.
1: <laughs> but, but I actually, I had a listener reach out and, and say, how much do I need to pay you to never have to listen to Alex Krogh sing again? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ouch! So I just want to throw that out there, Alex. There's some haters, man. If you don't have, if you don't have haters, then you're not doing it right. So I, I love you guys
0: too. Yeah, da 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 da. da. <laughs> Sucko. <laughs> oh, we they're don't. They're just jealous. That. well, they're they're probably an OG listener too, but uh, I'm the OGist. So Yeah, you're the OGist, exactly.
1: All right. Well, guys, today we are talking about uh, our top wide receivers for fantasy football this season. Uh we're going to be doing our wide receiver ones, which are the wide receivers, the wide receivers that we are projecting to finish inside the top 12. That's Jason Shellcross and Alex, the KROG. Let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krog. Let's go! Jason Shellcross and Alex Krog back again for another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos. We are talking wide receiver one studs today. Um... There's gonna be some chalk at the beginning of this, but then I think it's gonna get a little interesting as we move past the first wide, rec- wide first three wide
0: receivers. Um, easy for me to say. <clears throat> Court, like wide receivers feel just like they're easier than running backs because you just target targets, right? We talked about it ah, last year. Yes, target targets, and and we're back. Target targets, right? So I wanted to start out a little bit differently, Jason. You're mu- Obviously, you're much better off drafting somebody on a team that throws the ball more. I thought you were going to say I'm much better at fantasy football than you are, which is also true, but go on. I digress. Disreg- disregard that comment. You're much better off drafting somebody on a team that throws more because there's going to be more opportunities to catch the ball and there's going to be more opportunities to run with the ball once you catch it. And there's going to be more opportunities to score with the ball once you catch it. Fair, sure. Fair assumption. Ah, All right. it's a little entry, but sure okay fair but let's have some fun and put you on the spot and oh, no. throw you back in the time machine from six seven months ago and can you tell me who attempted the most passes per game uh last year which team yeah uh vikings uh, good guess. They are number three with just about 40 attempts a game. Okay. You you want me to keep going? Okay. I do. I do. Uh, yeah. Dallas. And, and it's it's fun for, for people to play at home, or at least I, I think it's entertaining. Dallas is an interesting guess. Uh, they threw the ball the 19th most times last year. Wow. What? Okay. Uh, Cincy. Number six at just under 38 a game. Uh, Miami. Okay. That's also an interesting guess. Number 11 with just under 35 attempts a game. Uh, The Lions? Nope. Number 12. No, they ran ran way too much
1: uh, to be up there for number one. Um, Was it a bad team that was behind a lot?
0: Um, I think they technically were bad. Yeah. They technically were bad. Yeah. Uh,
1: what's like a middle of the road team that was technically bad?
0: So, like the Seahawks? Okay. Fair. Uh, but no. Seattle was number 15, literally right in the middle with about 34 attempts per game. Their quarterback retired. Their quarterback. Retired. Oh, it was Tom Brady in the box. That is correct. They threw almost 46 times a game. They were over 45 attempts a game. I should have known that because all Tom did was check down. That's all he did. Right. Okay. Uh, I I won't make you guess number two. It was the LA Chargers uh, followed by Minnesota, Arizona at four. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Jets, Buffalo, Jacksonville at nine, and Indianapolis rounds out the top ten. Yikes. uh, In in attempts per game, which I just thought was interesting, and and I'll be bringing those back up again as, as we're talking through these receivers. But it's just much easier to project wide receivers because you can do targets. Like Cooper Cup was pretty much consensus everywhere. The number one wide receiver last year, he had 191 targets and got hurt last year, but was kind of on pace to do the same thing again. Like if like, so I'm going to read down the target list from, Two years ago now, Cup, Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, Diggs, DJ Moore, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown, Jalen Waddell, Mooney, Cooks, McLaurin, Pittman, Metcalf, Mike Williams, Shamar Chase, Godwin. Like, it's not like any groundbreaking names in there that you don't remember from two years ago. And then you kind of go down the list last year, and it's not really all that surprising. Jefferson, Adams, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Diggs, Garrett Wilson, Deontay Johnson, again, even though he finishes wide receiver 40, which is hilarious to me, he had the 7th most targets and finishes wide receiver 40, not even in our top 24, Amander St. Brown, A.J. Brown, Godwin, Metcalf, Pittman, Like it's pretty easy to to target targets. And so we're going to be talking about that. But just kind of wanted to go through that exercise, because I think it's as people may or may not be, you know, listening to this in July or they're doing some last minute cramming uh, in September, listening to this be like, oh, who should I draft? Just pick good players that you think are going to get a lot of targets. It's pretty, pretty elementary. It's the easiest way to win fantasy football. And that's why I think starting wide receiver this year makes a lot of sense because you have more guarantees at the wide receiver position and less guarantees at the running back position. And it seems a little bit deeper. So the, the top end talent. And so that's why it's not a surprise that it happens to be our number one wide receiver this year. Who's going one, one in drafts is Justin Jefferson would you do that
1: you have the one one who are you taking
0: um i i think i need to mock it more okay um i i think i think it's really hard to pass up mccaffrey there yeah but the what like the quarterback situation does concern me enough that you know with no adam Thielen it's pretty easy to just take Jefferson because it's it's just a known, known commodity. First in targets last year with 184, first in catches with 128, first in yards with 1809, tied for eighth with only eight touchdowns, even given all those numbers, second in points per game on half PPR with 17.9. And again, the Vikings threw the third most passes. He's just more of a guarantee, so I get it. I don't love it, but I get it. Yeah.
1: I mean, him and Devontae Adams need 1,500 receiving yards to become the first player or players, if they both do it, ever to reach the mark in three consecutive seasons. Uh, Justin Jefferson, who's, I think we've already said, is our consensus number one receiver, uh, obviously, which is chalk, but, you know, it's only because of what he's done for the last three years. Um, he's increased his yardages in each uh, season thus far with f- over 1,400 yards as a rookie, uh, over 1,600 yards in 2021, and a lead uh 1,809 receiving yards last season. He needs just 688 yards to set a new NFL mark for most receiving yardage by a receiver in his first four seasons he well, is an absolute stud uh the vikings did add tj hawkinson and jordan addison to the team uh hawkinson was a mid mid-year trade uh last season and addison uh, was a first round pick 23rd overall uh, this off but that's really also a byproduct of Thielen um and what happened there so for the playoffs uh, the Vikings are in, what is it, week 16? Or week 15 is the first round of playoffs, correct? 15, 16, 17, yep. 15, 16, 17. So week one, they are at Cincinnati. Uh who, Yeah. Uh Then the following week, they are home against Detroit, who Justin Jefferson averaged 23 points per game against last season. And then in championship week, they face the Green Bay Packers, which maybe sounds a little bit intimidating with Jair Alexander. Regardless, he averaged 22 fantasy points per game
0: against the Pack last season. So should be noted one of those weeks was 35 and the other one was two. Um, regardless, just saying it was also week 17 in green Bay. So there's some weather in there, but, um, his lowest, I did not see that. I'm going to fact check you, um, green Bay week 17, one catch, 15 yards, five targets. That's rough. It is rough championship week, two points from El Jefe. Ooh. Oh, yeah.
1: He was projected for 24
0: and a half. Oh, probably didn't close the title for you. But regardless of all that, right? Weeks of 10 for 147, 12 for 154, 7 for 115, 10 for 193, 11 for 223, (laughs) 12 for 123 and 12 for 133. Crazy. Just absolute like we'll win you weeks by himself. A thousand percent. Um
1: I mean, I've been calling him. He, he's been my favorite receiver since coming into the league as a rookie. I thought he was going to blow up then. He did. Um, he's my wide receiver one overall this season. You don't have Alan, Adam Thielen there. I guess I could see him being bracketed more, but like I don't I don't think much is going to change even with the departure of Dalvin and that offense is still going to be high scoring. And, you know, with the loss of TJ Hawkinson, it just means more is going to go Justin Jefferson's way. So not intimidated
0: in the least. Yep. No Dalvin, no Thielen. Kirk is going to wing it. Yeah. <laughs> and and he forces it when he needs to. So. And to answer um, the question that I put to you,
1: I would take Justin Jefferson third overall behind Eckler and CMC.
0: Okay, I, that's that's fine. Um, I, I still need to work through that a little bit more um, because I again I just think there's enough running back depth late, and there's not as much wide receiver depth. So maybe locking in Jeff so that you can get those those mid round running backs that are that are chilling out there might make more sense. Um, but hey, I get it. All righty. Next up, our
1: consensus number two overall wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase averaged more than eighty-five yards per contest and has twenty-two touchdown catches in his first twenty-nine games, uh, which is absurd efficiency. He averaged nineteen one fantasy points per game in PPR last season. He was second in yards after first contact and tied for ninth in big plays, tenth in red zone looks, and third in broken tackles behind only Debo and CeeDee Lamb. Stud. Uh Jamar Chase and the Cincinnati Bengals playoff schedule home against Minnesota at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City.
0: Okay. I I can ride with that. Um you're you're higher on Chase uh, only by one spot. I actually kind of want to drop Chase a little bit lower than 3, I think. Um, oh. I I get the explosiveness, 13th in targets last year, 12th in catches, 16th in yards, uh touchdowns tied for 4th with 9 uh, points per game, uh he was 5th uh in half PPR with 16 and a half. Uh, Cincinnati through the six month passes last year should be noted that chase uh, also missed one, two, three, four games uh, with an injury. And then obviously that Buffalo game was canceled um, with Tamar Hamlin. So yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I, I think he's a top five guy. I don't think there's really any doubts about it. He he still finished as a top as a wide receiver one last year, even missing five games, uh four in the canceled. Um so uh, he's a pretty rock solid top top five wide receiver. Uh we have him ranked as such. I don't think you can go wrong. Uh fantasy pros has him at two. His ADP is currently three and a half. Uh so basically he's going after the top three that That you previously mentioned of Eckler, CMC, and Jefferson, uh, and then Chase is going. So um, I don't hate that. I mean, super, super explosive.
1: The stability that that team has, Zach Taylor there and that offense, Joe Burrow, a quarterback. Like, you know, I know our next guy, consensus number three, Cooper Cup um, is also really really, really talented, Uh, just to me doesn't have some of that same stability that Joe Burrow offers uh, with with Matt Stafford uh, behind center. So 2021 Cooper Cup, 145 catches, almost 2,000 yards and 16 touchdowns. Good for almost 440 PPR points, the most ever by a wide receiver in fantasy. And then last year happened. He was averaging almost 22 and a half PPR points before, before <laughs> suffering that ankle injury that cost him the second half. And then yep. Stafford, if you remember, had some of that elbow injury, you know, that I, I, I mean, at least at the beginning of the season, didn't seem to affect him. At least it, if it did, it didn't affect Cooper cup. Um, Something that's a little interesting, though, is that evidently the Rams did try to trade Stafford, but were unable to unload his almost $60 million contract. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Playoffs for Cooper Cup. Home against Washington. Oh. Home
0: against New Orleans. At the Giants. I mean, I, I can ride with that, too. That's fine. That doesn't scare me. Maybe some weather in New York, but whatever. It's fine. Cup last year, uh, 34th in targets with 98. Catches 23rd with 75 yards. 33rd with 812. Sixth, or sorry, 19th in touchdowns with six. And he missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games and got injured in the one with the ankle. So basically missed over half the season and was first in points per game. Yes, even better than Jefferson. Jefferson when he was playing, the Rams threw the twenty-third most passes in football last year. I have him ahead of Chase because I, when Cup plays, you know it's a toss-up between who's better, him and Jefferson. I think you're actually kind of getting a discount uh, on Cup uh, with his ADP being six point three. Um, so I I. I think I would take him over over Chase just because of the just so many targets. Man, yeah, he missed half the season and he still had ninety eight targets. Yeah, like Um, obscene. It's it's entirely possible he would have gotten to two hundred targets. Wild, dang. Maybe I'm going receiver in the first. I don't know. You're talking me. It's hard to not. It's it's like if you have one of the one of those top you know, five picks. And if the running backs are gone, you're, you're fine. And Travis Kelsey's there too, right? Like, yeah. like, I, cause you know, our rankings for running backs and we've talked to him, if you haven't already, you should go back and listen to it. But it's McCaffrey, Eckler. And then like, there's a line and then it's Chubb, Pollard, Barkley, Taylor, like beat Bijan. I, you know, like people are taking Robinson that high. Like I just <laughs> Instead of taking an unknown in Robinson, I think it's much easier to take a known in Jamar chase or Cooper cup. Yeah. Don't hate that. Don't hate that one bit.
1: Um, I have a Travis, Kelsey, Travis, Kelsey question. I want to ask you at the end. Don't okay. let me forget.
0: Sure. You don't want to do up. it now. Yes. You should do it now. No, do it now, because because we haven't talked
1: to, but we haven't talked about enough receivers. Next up, okay. Consensus wide receiver 4, CD Lamb. CD Lamb had probably the one of the quietest 100 catch seasons with 107 last year, almost 1400 receiving yards. Finishes wide receiver 7. He was 7th in targets per route run rate and 6th in yards per route run as he broke out finally as that elite wide receiver 1. Um, I think he's poised for another wide receiver one campaign, even with McCarthy calling the plays instead of Kellen Moore this season. The Dallas playoff schedule at Buffalo, which could suck. Could uh, be awful. Yeah. At Miami. Gotta love the weather. That's going to be a track meet. And
0: home against Detroit. Dome. Love it. Ooh. So I, that's 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 real tasty. If you can escape through that first uh, first potential snow game. Yeah, right. What are your thoughts on C.D. Lamb? Uh, fourth in targets last year for C.D. Lamb in the NFL with 156. Fourth in catches with 107. Jason mentioned the yards. He was sixth. Uh Tied for fourth with nine touchdowns, uh, eighth in points per game. Uh, Previously mentioned at the beginning of the pod, the Cowboys threw the 19th most passes. I would expect that to go up uh, with Zeke leaving and Pollard taking over the bell cow role. If that goes up at all, and they're going to target Lamb as much as they did with Dalton Schultz leaving. Yes, they do add Brandon Cooks to the mix. I mean... It's almost a top 5 target lock, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and
1: honestly, I don't even I don't even get nervous about the branding Cooks ad because to me no. that just gives like defenses something else to maybe be concerned about so they aren't just double or triple covering CD Lamb every single play.
0: Right. So I, I think you're getting really good value on lamb too. Uh fancy Pros has him at six. Again, we have him at four. His ADP is pick 13. Um, so you can get him uh, on the backside of the turn in a 12 teamer, uh, which I like it a lot. <laughs> I like, like that a lot as but, well. Yeah. So like y- you can lock in a, a top five target guy on a, you know, with a, quarterback that's willing to take risks uh, with, with Dak and and throw those picks like I'm cool with that and, and kind of let him explode again this year uh, you know six uh, in half PPR scoring last year overall uh, eighth in points per game like there's just consistency there um, I, I can't see him being being outside the top 10 uh, with, with all those targets that he should have this year Yep. Absolutely, I'm excited for
1: that. Moving on, consensus wide receiver five, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill was wide receiver two overall last season. Had more than 1,700 yards and eight total touchdowns, one coming on the ground. The Miami Dolphins playoff schedule is home against the New York Jets. Jets, 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 home. That game, home against Dallas of yeah. that game as well and then at Baltimore okay. to 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 put a bow on it um there's there's nothing to there's nothing bad at there least is. performance there. wise against Tyreek as far as skill on the field and what Fair. he did last season what he can do the one thing that's out there Is that he's seemingly likely to face criminal charges after a Father's Day incident at a North Miami Beach Marina uh, with the victim of an alleged assault intending to take legal action against Tyreek Hill, who is accused Uh of slapping a 57-year-old man during an argument that evidently Drew Rosenhaus and other people were present for. And they later went out on a yacht at the marina that same day. So the all Miami has done is basically acknowledge the fact that there's allegations and there's like an unofficially official, you know, investigation taking place. The NFL has not announced anything in terms of suspension at this point. Um. Which they can do under the personal conduct policy conduct have. after the manner in the team. Um if they suspend him,
0: it could it could sewer teams championship hopes. Um yeah, de- oh, definitely definitely something to pay attention to as we get closer to the season, right?
1: Because I was gonna say there's there's two months between now and draft date. Like this has to be you you are praying that this is resolved prior to your draft.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you're, you're sitting there at the turn and Tyreek Hill is suspended for four or six games and you're like, you know what? F it. I'm taking Hill and Lamb and uh, I'm just going to figure out my other wide receiver spot the first six weeks. And then you have, you know, two potential top five wide receivers when he comes back um, and you just got to survive the suspension at that point. Um, or, or, you know,
1: th- this drags into the season and then it's what happens if he gets suspended for like the last four games of the year, the last six games of the year,
0: and then you have sewered your championship hopes. Yeah, potentially. I mean... Uh, Kamara was, was videoed beating some guy up out like the day before the pro bowl and he still hasn't been suspended. So this, this stuff seems to take a while under the NFL's, uh, that's very, uh, very va- vaunted commissioner. So uh, obviously something to pay attention to yeah. Tyree kills. ADP is currently 7.3. Uh, fantasy pros has him at four. We have him at five. Third in targets last year with 170. Second in catches with 119, second Second in yards with 1710. Uh, seven touchdowns, which is tied for 12th. Third in points per game. Uh, half PPR, just under 17. And the Dolphins threw the 11th most passes. Uh, I, I, other than the uh, obvious uh, downside of him just kind of being a garbage human being, uh the from a from a fantasy perspective the other concern too is uh to uh is to uh is yeah can, can can he stay healthy because when when he got hurt last year i mean they still did fine but that's that's the concern he's one concussion away from i mean potentially yeah. tom brady replacing him i i guess but like I just don't know what happens if if Tua can't stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh,
1: that was really scary what happened to Tua last year with, uh, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it. Partial clearance, clearance, and then come yeah. back in and get another head injury Cle- Clearance, right away.
0: clearance. And yeah, it, I, I, it was I, bad. I mean, Mike White, <laughs> the former New York jet is backing him up. And, and we know that he's, he's willing to throw the ball 60 times. And if that's the same he then... supported Garrett Wilson just fine. <laughs> so, I mean, th- there could be worse things that happen, I guess, but, um, that, that is one concern is the health of their quarterback. They have one of the better offensive minds in football as, as, uh, McDaniels being their coach. So, Garbage human being, great fantasy player. Uh, Something to pay attention to to see if he gets suspended.
1: Speaking of Garrett Wilson, our next wide receiver, consensus, wide receiver six. And also speaking of Mike White, last year in games started by non-Zach Wilson quarterbacks, (laughs) uh, Garrett Wilson averaged more than 17 fantasy points, six catches, 11 targets, and 82 receiving yards per game. Which are easily top ten wide receiver numbers? Um, why, pray tell do we have him ranked at number six? Well, because of Aaron Rodgers and that addition to this offense. No Jets, compl- no Jets quarterback completed sixty percent of their passes last season.
0: Aaron Rodgers,
1: <laughs> Aaron Rodgers completed about sixty four and a half percent last year, and has a career average of more than sixty five percent.
0: Like. I'm going to say it. Nice. I don't even care. It's close <laughs> enough. I, <laughs> like he's, he's, he's going to be a huge upgrade for that offense.
1: Uh, Garrett Wilson and the jets playoff schedule at Miami home against Washington at Cleveland.
0: Mm. Miles, c- could Cleveland, be Cleveland a can bit. have some, some rough lake effect off of Erie too. Yeah. Yeah, they they certainly can. Um, Garrett Wilson. I am higher on him than you are, I believe. And in the first podcast, I made some uh, very inappropriate remark that I will not repeat about what I would do to to draft him. His current you ADP have wide receiver four, which is obscene. I do, and i I want the young up and comer with the old Wiley veteran quarterback who's one of the best quarterbacks accuracy-wise of all time. Sure. Garrett Wilson sixth in targets last year with just bums throwing the ball with 147. If you can tell me he's going to be a top 6 target guy, he's probably going to be a top 5 catch guy with with Aaron Rodgers accuracy. So sixth most targets with 147, 16th most catches. With eighty three, Cam Newton might as well have been throwing him the ball last year. With how inaccurate those those like how big of a swing that is, yards fourteenth with eleven oh three touchdowns only four, um, which he might score more than that in the first two weeks this year. Thirty uh, second <laughs> in points per game uh, with just over ten and half PPR. Uh, the Jets threw the seventh most passes in football with no quarterback last year. Uh, for comparison, uh, Nathaniel Hackett's coming over for Denver. They threw the 16th most passes, but, you know, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers' offense. He's going to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson. If you can tell me that you can get Garrett Wilson and the, you know, Middle end of round two, that's fantastic value. Sign me up. Fantasy Pros has them at 10. We have them at six. And damn it, I have them at four because I think it's going to be fun to to watch Garrett Wilson this year. Bunch of primetime games. New York lights are going to be bright. Like Aaron Rodgers' MVP talk is going to start out real hot, real early. And it's going to be because he's just juicing Garrett Garrett Wilson up. I've been so excited to finally... Give me the rationale
1: on drafting Garrett Wilson. Uh, you will you mentioned the ADP. It's currently 20 and a half. So yeah. middle end of that second round. I want to chat a little
0: bit about the guys going around him and see. Right. So so you can take Cooper Cup in round one and Garrett Wilson in round two, uh, and oh. have potentially two two top six target guys. Yeah. Two top five target. Like it's wonderful.
1: I'll give you the two before him and two going after him, and let me know if you agree.
0: I'm two gonna guys, take care of Wilson, <laughs> Amandra <laughs> Brown. Oh God, it's not even close. Jerry, uh, Josh Jacobs. Okay,
1: <laughs> Jalen Waddle. No, Josh Allen. Uh,
0: I, I mean, if you if you're in a six point. maybe but i'm still taking the upside of wilson i'll give you two more tony pollard and derrick henry Uh, i would take pollard over him um but i would take wilson over henry okay derrick henry is currently
1: going at adp of 17.3 tony pollard adp 23.7 pollard man that's still too low
0: it's just so low.
1: <laughs> it's like, is Delvin <laughs> signing there or not? We don't know. He's going to be on discount until we figure it out what's
0: going on. All right. Thank you. Love, love Garrett Wilson. It's yeah, he's the, a smash man. Like, yeah. He, it, he almost kind of reminds me of like Antonio Brown before he went on that bender uh with the Steelers where he was just like the number one wide receiver for year after year. And I, I yeah. you know, there's enough. Like, there's enough really great wide receivers in the NFL that that's going to be hard to happen. But, like, yeah. he, like, it would not surprise me if, if he is a top five wide receiver for the next five years. It just wouldn't surprise me. So, I, I'd rather get out in front of it and try to catch it before. And that, cause that's really how you win titles, right? Is, is, hey, you get a, a pick 20 guy with a, with what you consider to be a you know top ten value, and that's where he ends up, then you win. Yeah, he's just as hot as the sun.
1: All right. Moving on. Wide receiver seven consensus, AJ Brown. AJ Brown finishes wide receiver five and half PPR scoring with about fifteen fantasy points per game. How is that uh, possible? <laughs> he he was eighth in fantasy points per game. He had a twenty nine percent target share. He had the NFL's sixth highest air yard share at 39%, despite running fewer routes than his teammate Devonta Smith. He averaged 2.89 yards per route run, which was second behind only Tyreek Hill. The Eagles' playoff schedule at Seattle, home against the Giants, home against Arizona. None of that intimidates me. Just the 13th. I was going to say, does the 13th man in Seattle scare you at all in the first round?
0: No, not not particularly. Not of late. No. Uh, Yeah. A.J. Brown, ninth most targets last year with 145, 11th most catches with 88, fourth most yards, just explodes uh, with nearly 1,500. Tied for second uh, in the NFL with 11 touchdowns. The Eagles threw the 24th most passes. And they yeah. all either went to AJ <laughs> Brown, Devonta Smith, or Dallas Goddard. Yep. So it like the math works because they only throw to three guys. Okay, like you're going to be frustrated because Hertz is going to, you know, push himself, get pushed into the end zone. And it, we've always had this problem with AJ Brown, even going back to the to the uh, Titans days, where it's just like. At some point, he doesn't have enough targets. It's not going to work. And he's consistently been a top five wide receiver when he stays healthy, or top 10, let's say, um, when he stays healthy. And last year, finishing as, as wide receiver five, we we might be a smidge low um, his, <laughs> on him compared to others. Um, Fantasy Pros has him at seven. We have him at seven. His ADP is currently 13. I think I'll probably be going somewhere else uh, with this. But another year, you know, their offense is just going to be a little bit different with with everybody that that's moved on on that coaching staff. Um, But I mean, if Hertz is more accurate in year three or four or whatever this is for him, then, yeah, I mean. A.J. Brown's fine. I think the price is just a little too rich for me. Uh, I have him at nine. Jason, you have him at six. You like him a little bit more. Yep. And we talked about last year, uh, at least
1: I was high on A.J. Brown going into last season in part, in large part, because of the Eagles' strength of schedule last year. Uh, They had the easiest strength of schedule for the 2022 season. And now... The way that NFL schedule making works, they, uh, by (laughs) a result of finishing as runner up in the Super Bowl, um, are going to be facing the NFL's most difficult strength of schedule in 2023. Uh, It includes 10 games against 2022 playoff teams, which is tied for the most in the NFL. Um, Six of their Eight games, excuse me, their home schedule, six of their eight home games come against teams that made the playoffs last season with the Cowboys, Giants, Bills, 49ers, Dolphins, and Vikings. Like, seven of Philadelphia's eight home games are going to be coming against teams that finished with a record of 500 or better. It's just going to be a remarkably harder season for for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to put them in closer games, probably. Um, I mean, some better defenses, even, lower scoring. Yeah, maybe, but like, it also gives them more chance for for more like counting stats too, because they they were blowing teams out last year. So, I I can look at it both ways. I, I still think they're going to be really good as long as they stay healthy. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, they're an excellent team. Correct. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to play the ADP game again, um, but I, I think I'll be looking somewhere else other than A.J. Brown with the more difficult schedule um, and just not, like I know the targets were there last year, um, but that target share is just so damn high. It kind of, kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. Moving
1: on. Consensus wide receiver eight, Stefan Diggs. Um, I don't why don't you give me the stats <laughs> background on Stefan Diggs from last season and tell me why he's consensus number eight
0: yeah are we too low we, we might be too low it, it's entirely possible Stefan Diggs finished as wide receiver number three last year in PPR we have him at nine fifth most targets with 154 third most catches with 108 fifth most yards with 1429 Tied for second with 11 touchdowns, sixth in points per game at 16.4 and half PPR. The Bills threw the eighth most passes. He finishes three. We have him at nine or sorry, we have him at eight. We both have him ranked at eight. His ADP is 11.8. Fantasy Pros has him at five. I think we're both kind of thrown off by whatever happened at training camp with him just being there, but not showing up the one day. Yeah, I, I, wanna, I think we'll probably ultimately raise him at least a little bit, but I want to walk ah. through that.
1: So Stefan Diggs deleted his bills photos from Instagram in March in April. He tw- in April, he tweeted, come and rescue me. Um, and now reports have leaked that the bills would consider a trade. Of Stephon Diggs, He would consider trading him. As for that little mini camp spat, he was not at mandatory mini camp on June 13th. After which, head coach McDermott said he was very concerned. And Josh <laughs> Allen said he effing loves him, has his back, has his front, has, you know, that's his guy. No matter what. With you to the end of the line. Yeah. Next day, June 14th, he's back at camp catching passes from Josh Allen. Later... McDermott commenting on Diggs, says there's a lot of things out there that aren't accurate. He was here on Monday for his physical. He reported for meetings. He had a good, we, we had a good conversation and we got to a point yesterday where we felt like we needed a break, gave him permission and he was excused. (laughs) A one day break. Yeah. Gave him permission. He was excused. So then everybody's like, okay, well, Thursday, last day of mini camp. What's, what's going to happen? The Bills, without explanation, cancel the final day of minicamp practice with, without a word as to why. So, where there's smoke, there's fire. Stefan Diggs and the Bills' playoff schedule is home against Dallas, which sucks. Uh, not, not sucks that it's Dallas, maybe. it sucks that it's a home game, maybe. Uh, at the Chargers, love. And then home against New England, which sucks, could suck, maybe. Um, I mean, they had the win game last year when Josh Allen threw one, <laughs> pa- like, two passes. It was terrible. Um, or maybe that was two years ago now, I suppose. But regardless, home, Buffalo, winter, playoffs, not great.
0: No, it's not good. It's bad. What are you making um, of this mess? I don't know. I don't like it. Right. Like I, I just, I think we're just both down on him cause we don't want to deal with it. And like, you can cut to all the Minnesota Viking fans just being like, yeah, this is what he does. Yep. Yeah. And right honestly, here. like the thing that's <laughs> the thing that
1: scares me about it though, is like, say they make up and they go through that's training the camp. Well, and they go through training camp and everything's hunky dory and then he gets pissed off about his usage over the first month of the season and mm. just says, I'm done. Uh oh. Like like even like <laughs> if even if things do get better, I think that with Stefan Diggs especially, and you saw how fast things eroded in many in Minnesota, like there's just always a chance that he could be gone, that they could just get sick of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if you're drafting and you're living in Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius could erupt, you probably, um, and, and you don't have to live
1: in Pompeii. Explain it like I'm five, Alex. What is Mount, what is Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius?
0: You're not aware of Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius, Jason? No, no I am, but I don't think half the people listening will be. Oh, everybody knows about Pompeii getting buried by ash when the volcano erupted. No, you don't want to be in Pompeii when a volcano can erupt. And digs in this analogy is the volcano that could bury your team, which would be Pompeii if the volcano erupts. So, why not just go live somewhere else where there's a little or, little less risk and uh, the the water's just as fine? Okay, all right, well. that's all I'm saying. Like it's a decent, Stefan Steph- Diggs sitting. Thank you, sitting. You know, right at the turn. Obviously, we both prefer Lamb. There, yeah. There's just a lot of like. There's a lot of guys I'd take before I took Diggs, um, just because I don't want to deal with it. But Bills throw a lot. Josh Allen's top five quarterback. You kind of want the wide receiver one. So the the risk reward is for sure there, but uh, just kind of don't want to. Potentially deal with it. Yep. And that, that playoff schedule could really suck. That yeah, could it could really suck a, could. against, against new England at home. Assuming you get to the title game, like that's just not something that you would really want to mess. And with. you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to take them out of your lineup either. Probably not.
1: So I'm, I'm planning on staying away from digs basically in all formats of redraft this year. Okay, moving on. Wide receiver nine, Devontae Adams. He had a league-leading 32.3% target share and finished oh third. Oh, my God. Finished third <laughs> in fantasy points per game last season at 16.8. He caught seven balls for 153 yards and two scores in a week 17 contest with Jarrett Stidham under center. Oh. And why? Do I mention that? Because obviously the rest of the games were with Derek Carr, who is gone, very gone. And now Jimmy G is there to serve as quarterback for the Raiders for Maybe. the 2023 season. Um, Jimmy G, man, love him. Hometown Illinois guy. Love that. Um, He's not a slouch, although he is injury prone. You know, we got to give that. Um but Garoppolo was sixth in completion rate last year. So he is accurate. And I believe he will be able to get Devante the ball. Uh, Devante, 31 in December. Don't love that. Um, however, if there's anybody with the athleticism and ability to keep producing in his age 31 season, I think it is Devonte Adams. Um, Darren Waller's gone. There's really nobody else there. Jacoby Myers is the wide receiver, two in this offense now. I mean, there's there's nobody. There's nobody there. The playoff schedule, home against the Chargers, at Kansas City, at the Colts, who could be struggling mightily. So I love that playoff schedule also. I, I mean, Oakland, or Vegas, rather, Against the Chargers at KC, that could be a track meet and at Indian Dome. So Devontae Adams, I actually feel like I'm too low on. And I feel like at this point I should have him above Diggs, uh, regardless of the Jimmy G whatnot. Um, that's just why I have him down there is because Josh Allen is so much more dynamic than Jimmy G. But tell me your thoughts on Devontae this season.
0: The talent is clearly there. I He kind of proved everybody wrong. It was kind of like a prove-it season last year, right? Where he... Well, he doesn't have Rogers. Will he be good enough? Uh, he had weeks where he had targets of 17, 10, 13, 17, 14, 13, 11, 12, and 11. Yeah. The, the opportunities are going to be there. This is the lowest he's been in a long time, right? Like... It's not a like this. If you never had Devonte Adams on your team, you could probably get him this year. Uh, we have him at nine. Yeah. Fantasy Pros has him at eight. His ADP is pick fifteen, so you can get him in the in the you know early beginning of, of round two. He's been a top five wide receiver points per game for I don't know the last four or five years. And all of a sudden, you can get them at wide receiver six or seven, eight. Interesting. I mean, clearly the upside's there. People are going to take him. Well-known name, Las Vegas through the 13th most passes. Who, who knows what their quarterback situation is going to end up looking like? And they're going to get the ball in their best player's hand, which is Jacobs and it's Devontae Adams. Yep. But, like... I think you do a whole lot worse with with taking Devontae Adams and at the beginning of the second round. Yes, a whole lot, a whole lot worse where you you're locking in a guy that had the second most targets last year. He's provided he's healthy. He's going to have a top 10 target season, period. That's on the low end. It would not surprise me to see it be top three again. So. You could very Target, easily targets. have a team out Target, there. Target targets.
1: You could very <laughs> easily have a team out there of CD lamb, Devonte Adams.
0: Very easily.
1: Oh, it's, it's going to be delicious.
0: It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Like it, delicious. Yeah. So sign me up. Uh, I, I like the value, um, I, I am at seven. Jason, you are at 10. I think you'll end up bumping him up at least a smidge. Um, maybe he's a, a, a spot higher. He, he usurps Stefan Diggs here um, in our rankings. Uh, but we'll, we'll see as we get closer. I think it gets higher for me. If Jimmy G has
1: proven to be healthy through training camp, it doesn't have any of the issues that were part of the
0: reason why he initially failed the physical uh, yeah. when he moved. So, it, it should be noted uh, that, you know, we're recording this on July 10th. And like if you're wondering, hey, like, how can we get your updated rankings? You can go to our website at thefantasyfootballsackos.com and sign up for the Sacco sheet. I think it's going to be back. We're, we're, we'll have all of our rankings for you. We might not have individual videos because, quite frankly, nobody watched them last year and we spent hours and hours and hours doing it. So, we're not doing it again, but we will have all of our rankings for you. Um, we'll send out updates as we get closer to the season, um, highlight our sleepers, highlight our bus. Um, and so we'll have that ready. So if you do want to go register for that uh, at some point, you can go to the fancy and register. Uh, and we'll be sending that out when it's ready here in the next month or so, as we get closer to the season. Boom. Next up consensus. wide receiver 10
1: a Mom or St. Brown? St. Brown had a 32% target rate per route run, which trailed only Tyreek Hill last year. The Lions own a top 10 schedule for the entire season and through the first six weeks of the year, which is when obviously Jamison Williams is coincidentally suspended. Detroit. Detroit. Is tied with Jacksonville for the most favorable strength of schedule for fantasy wide receivers this season. I mentioned no Jamison Williams, and that is because he is suspended for the first six weeks of the season due to gambling. Rough. Playoff schedule. Home against Denver, dome. At Minnesota, dome. At Dallas, Dome. Oh. Oh, I love that so oh you do have Pat Sertan jr on Denver though which is a little intimidating not gonna lie it's true that, that Denver defense is terrific but but maybe they're putting him on Jamison Williams who knows yeah ma- you know maybe that's maybe that's what happens but a, give, Mar- give him a Brown, shot of Jameson. <laughs> moderate Saint Brown could be a stud like again one. this season. He is currently going 18th overall with an ADP of 18.4. Another little second round could be could be studly the end of the second round, middle of the second round.
0: Could be we're sitting on on wide receiver 10 and we're like, yeah, all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> For, first uh like you're comfortable taking them in the top 20 picks. Period. Like yep. another guy, right? So eighth in targets last year with 146, fifth in catches with 106, 10th in yards, only had six touchdowns, was tied for 19th. Uh, the Lions through the 12th most passes, uh, their team is back. Uh, their offensive coordinator is back. I would expect Amon St. Brown to be back and kind of repeat as this top 10 wide receiver that he was last year when he finished his eighth. So yeah, this is fine. I'm a 10. You have a nine. Fancy pros has him a nine. Uh, consensus, we have him a 10. I think this is a, a good good and fine spot for him. Next up, wide receiver 11. Consensus,
1: Jalen, waddle, waddle, waddle.
0: <clears throat> I wasn't I, sure if you're going to break in with your own well, song from no, last year. No, the listeners year. don't like me singing. Oh. So, so am I not allowed to sing? It, it, waddle, baby, that, waddle,
1: baby, waddle, baby, wobble.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was such a delay. Well, I, I was I was letting it play in my head so I could okay. hit it hit it on the right count. If people gotcha. go back, they'll be like, "Get up, uh, yeah, yeah." Like it'll it'll. I I prefer the then he waddles away waddle 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 to the very next day bump 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 and um you're welcome just go listen to it while you're having a lemonade uh so Jalen <laughs> waddle last year uh finished twenty. Se- it's getting late uh and people probably aren't listening anymore targets no, they 22nd are. we're the best Oh, we're the best targets. Twenty second with 117 catches. Twenty third with 75. Seventh most yards with 1356. Eighth, tied for eighth with eight touchdowns. Easy for me to say. Thirteenth in points per game, uh, and the Finns threw the ball the eleventh most times. You're dealing with Tyree Kill. You're dealing with Tua potentially being injured. Kosicki's still there, Tyreek Hill. Uh, will they sign Dalvin uh, and and have a little bit more of a robust running game? Does that impact Jalen Waddell? I think a little bit. Jason, you're higher on him than me. He's currently going pick 21-22, uh, 11th ranked wide receiver on Fantasy Pros. We have him at 11, so we're kind of in lockstep, mostly because of Jason. And he's fine. Like He was fun to... To bet the the catches and yards uh, last year on, on a game-by-game basis while they were kind of humming at the beginning of the season. He's fine. I'll probably stay away from Jalen Waddell because I like other people going uh, around the spot more than him. Okay. I think he could be a, a league winner. If Wow. I, I, th- I truly do. If, um, if Tyreek Hill gets suspended? Yes. If Tyreek Hill that's gets
1: suspended for the last month of the season, then Jalen Waddle to me, is a league winner. So uh, he was a wide receiver seven last year with Tyreek in town. Like, if Tua says healthy, I think that he's still at least the top ten receiver.
0: Um I have him ranked and, there. And and Waddle, Waddle, was top was a fifth was wide receiver 15 two years ago as well. Just just a note. So um yeah. you know back to back top fifteen performances got got I, better somehow with with Tyreek Hill being added to the roster. Defenses yeah. focus on G, Tyreek Hill, and if the game plan calls for it then Waddle explodes. So I get it. Um I just like some others more playoff schedule home against the jets
1: home against dallas at baltimore so none of that is Slide. yeah none of that is intimidating for at least from a weather standpoint because um, they're in miami for two of the three um and again you know if you draft him. What would you say his ADP was? Waddle is currently 21.7 and a second round. Yeah. It's a little... little it's a little rich. A little rich. It's a little rich, but I do like him more than the receivers that are currently going after him. Like, there's a giant tier. Well, him
0: and Higgins, anyway. Um, so... I don't it really falls off after these guys that we're talking about. Yeah, or it, it does. At least it looks like it based on ADP, right? It, it almost seems like there's no, there's almost no third round wide receivers. They all go in the first two rounds, and then you basically wait till round four to take another one, which because that's when all the tight ends and quarterbacks start going, and some of those running backs that we talked about in our other pods drop to that spot. Yeah.
1: So get you some waddle, and finally tonight. Our last receiver consensus wide receiver twelve, Amari Cooper, finishes wide receiver ten last season after spending most of it with Jacoby Brissett under center. Had a 20- twenty. Possible? <laughs> I, I I complete. I know. I tried to trade for him everywhere, and nobody would trade him to me because he was doing so dang well. It was. It was scary. Uh, Had a 26 plus percent target share and a 38.3% air yard share, which means he was getting almost 40% of the team's air yards were going at Amari Cooper, which was good for seventh in the league. So you got to figure if Deshaun can return to some shade of his former self at quarterback, that those numbers are going to push even higher. I believe he has elite wide receiver one upside his playoff schedule, home against Chicago, at Houston, home against the Jets. So could be a little little weather, a little weathery. Could be be a little weathery on that last game. But um, if you're if you're talking upside here, I don't I don't know if there's maybe a a receiver in the draft that has as much upside as Amari Cooper, who we are so much higher than current ADP on. Like he's our Uh, wide receiver 12. Garrett Wilson does just for clarification. I just meant relative to ADP. Okay, like we are so much higher on Amari Cooper. He's currently going as the
0: forty second overall. Yeah, and that's weird because it's not like like Fancy Pros has him at fourteen. We have him at twelve. Like we're not like that far out of the range of where he's being drafted, but we would definitely take him before pick forty three because we think the upside's there. And you know, we've we talked ad nauseum last year about well. When Sean Watson's back, he basically has a top five wide receiver as his wide receiver one every year. And so we're going to rank Amari Cooper in the top five. He's currently <laughs> being drafted as the 18th receiver. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's too low. It's it's just too low, especially after finishes wide receiver 10 last year. It's just too low in a full season uh, of Deshaun. Like it's yeah, yeah, It'll, his ADP should climb. I think it will. 16th in targets last year with 132, 18th in catches, 11th in yards, had nine touchdowns, which is tied for fourth. Browns through the 21st most passes. Uh, I would expect that to increase this year with no Brissett um, and no Hunt. And um, I mean, Chubb can't run the ball every single down. So, um, But they can throw to Amari Cooper every single play, right? Right. Probably not. But I mean, between Cooper and Joku, I, I think that this offense will just be better. And, you know, Deshaun, after not playing for damn near two years, came back and was predictably rusty. I think we're both expecting him to be better this year. And if that's the case, I think Amari Cooper has top five upside to your point going uh, as as late as 18th in drafts from a wide receiver standpoint. It's too low. It'll get higher, Um, but you heard it here first. Amari Cooper, welcome back to uh, Fantasy Relevance. Um, Even though he never really went away, but he was being drafted as if he died last year. Just hit. Oh, man. I just got that Mace song. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. No. I mean... I hope the same person that gave us feedback about me not singing anymore provides you with feedback of you not singing anymore because you were awful at it, bro. I'm 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 like, I'm not
1: actually trying to sing. I'm just like saying the word sing songy." one, two. I am like referencing. Yeah, but if you're
0: going to say it, top,
1: sing it, like if you're actually going to do it, do it. It's, it's literally like a top rap R&B hip hop song like of, of the early mid 2000s two or three and and you made up your own sing songy intro for that sing songy intro that you made up was for your own nickname that you also made up. So like there's, there's several reasons why me humming along to like a, a, a hip hop classic is infinitely less offensive than you coming up with your own nickname and then developing your own intro to your own nickname. I have no idea what song you were talking about. So um, Mace, welcome back. Oh, my God. Listen to it. All right, it's I so will. good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I made you watch the Black White Supremacist after we got off of our uh, uh, call last week. So um, there we go. So it's a sh- uh, It
1: was a Chappelle skit for anyone that doesn't <laughs> understand... It wasn't like a documentary. Neither <laughs> no, are ways very of much. Promises. Very <laughs> much not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Bell Show reference. Lord have Woo-hoo-hoo! mercy. You're trying to get me
0: canceled. It's 2023. Um, are you had a, a Travis I Kelsey did. question you did not want to ask earlier? I did. Travis Kelsey. We went
1: through our top wide receivers. Where in our top 12 would you place Travis Kelsey? Where are you drafting him at? Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson. He's got to be gone already.
0: Yeah, I think he's gone. Um, I think he's, I think he can make the case he's before Cooper Cup, just with the tight end value. After Chase. Um, yeah. I he's mean, currently G- being
1: drafted sixth overall, immediately following Cooper Cup.
0: Yeah, I think if you want them, you're going to have to take them slightly before, right? <laughs> like it's it's somewhere right there. It just depends on, <clears throat> on what you want to do. If. I don't know. I Would you take Kelsey I, or Cup? Uh gun to my head. I'm taking Cup probably. OK, would you take Kelsey or Tyreek? I would take I would take Kelsey over everybody else. So I, I would put him Saquon. Over, I mean I would take Kelsey over Saquon. Jonathan Taylor,
1: you would take Kelsey.
0: Yeah, so uh, I mean it's it's Jefferson, Chase. Uh it's for me, honestly, it's Jefferson, Cup, Eckler, CMC, and and Kelsey are the top five. I, I would take Kelsey before I took Shamar Chase. Is that your, I was going to say, is that your order or are those just the occupants of? So those are just the occupants of. Okay. Yeah. Well, those to those top five in, in some sort of order, uh, for me, um, man, that's low on chase. He'll be gone. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I think Kelsey with that offense where they throw you know top 10 amount of times we're not even talking about a, a Kansas city wide receiver in our in our top 24 um based on the way we currently have it. We don't even know who it is Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Jarek McKinnon like I, I don't know who their other their top wide receiver is other than Kelsey. And you have the the best offensive mind ever in football calling plays with the best quarterback ever and a top three tight end ever. So yeah. there's just such a distinct advantage of taking Kelsey um, at a position that has a bunch of bums at it and you have the one not bum. So I, I think you can justify taking Kelsey as high as two or three, honestly. Yep. Yep.
1: And I will also say we will not be posting a tight ends only podcast, seeing as we have covered the only tight end. <laughs> that is I, I'm going to disagree
0: even worth covering. I want to talk about tight ends. No, I think it's very important because you have to have one. So, I mean, what about Albert? We have to talk about him at least marginally at some Just point. So you can Just say, say his because, name 57 yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah, we, pre- we we had to practice that name. Akwupanam. Uh, so I, I will try to, listeners, loyal listeners, I will try to talk Jason into a tight end podcast. Please badger him. You can find him at Shellcross13 on the Twitter, uh, right? It's just, it's at Jason Shellcross. Oh, you changed it. All right, at Jason Shellcross. Uh, you can probably find him on threads, Just kidding. That app probably doesn't exist anymore by the time you're listening to this. Uh, (laughs) So, um, yeah, let us be the last to wish you a happy independence, 4th of July. Um, Other than that, Jason, anything else? No, I was going to say, just that's why we didn't uh, put
1: out a pod last week. I was out doing 4th of July stuff. So,
0: we are going back in your full force. Yeah, that's right. In your new, new boat. Uh, We talked about the boat, but uh, we cut that part of a podcast because it was too long. Uh, Also, it should be noted, uh, we are posting YouTube videos. uh, So select clips uh, from our first couple pods that we've dropped uh, are posted on our YouTube page. Go find us. Just type in the Fantasy Football Sackos. Please subscribe. Please like the videos. It helps us a lot. Comment. Tell us how pretty we are. Uh, we have nice cameras. I look fantastic. Uh, so if if you want to go check us out there, it's a really nice, easy way to introduce people to us, too, if you have friends. Um, that you want to lose in fantasy, you can just tell them to listen to us and and we'll take care of the rest for you. Um, so, yeah, we're we're looking forward to getting into this. Uh, we have wide receiver twos coming, maybe wide receiver threes. We'll see because there's there's quite a bit of depth there. Um, sleepers coming. Uh I'm going to talk Jason into a tight ends uh, pod. Maybe we'll have a kickers and defense only podcast. Just kidding. That's definitely not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, just just kind of looking forward to getting into the things and kind of seeing. I'm still waiting. I can't believe these running backs haven't signed yet um, because it's going to change. I can just feel it in my bones that our rankings are going to have to change a lot, which kind of sucks.
1: Thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your day. This is Jason Wait, you don't Schell- like me
0: You don't like me rambling at the end of these podcasts?
1: <laughs> and the KROG. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football
0: Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.